So I'm excited to be here, glad to see you guys. Uh, last week, Pastor David Taylor gave an awesome word and preached, and uh, there's something that he said in his message last week that just resonated in my spirit, and I began writing notes for this week's message. And he, he was uh, sharing a story about these uh, two salesmen that went into the Congo to sell shoes. And one of them went in there and basically had a negative attitude, and he sees nobody's wearing shoes. He comes back, tells his boss, he said, we can't do it. They don't even wear shoes. It's hopeless. Forget it. The other salesman comes back and says, man, he had this golden opportunity. Nobody's wearing shoes. We're going to make a fortune. It's all about an attitude, right? But Pastor David said this when he gave us that story. He said, perspective changes everything. Perspective changes everything. So today we're going to talk about how to see the peanut butter. How to see the peanut butter. Because you know, not everybody can see the peanut butter. Even though they've got their eyes wide open, they don't always see the peanut butter. That's right, I agree. I remember years ago, in the late 80s, I was at Bible college in Oklahoma. And our children uh, were little. My daughter, Bethany, was about five, a little bitty thing. And my son, Ryan, was about six. And so one um, afternoon, towards the evening, I was sitting at the kitchen area, and I was, had my Bible out and my my study notes and my books, and I was studying for class, and my daughter Bethany comes in, and there were some crackers, and she says, Daddy, can I have some peanut butter for my crackers? I said, why, yes. I said, right there in the pantry. Open the door, and the peanut butter's in the pantry. So I go back to study, and she goes over there and opens the door. She's standing there holding, Daddy, there is no peanut butter. And I look, and I said, it's right there. It's right there on the shelf. Can you see it? No, there is no peanut butter in here, Daddy. So I'm getting frustrated because I need to be studying. Get bothering me. It's right there. Can't you see it? By that time, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, get up and go over there. So I walked over to where my five-year-old was. He said, kneel down and put your head right where her head is. Now look up. I said, you know, Bethany, there is no peanut butter. See, because our position, where we were positioned, we could not see it. Lord directed me to put my arm around her and get her head right next to mine. We slowly went up. And as we went up, all of a sudden her position changed. And she goes, there it is, Daddy. There's the peanut butter. So today we're going to talk about finding the peanut butter, being able to see it. Because peanut butter this morning is a metaphor for all the things that you're looking for but can't seem to find. This is good stuff. I hadn't started. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Here's the point I want to get across to you. How to see the peanut butter. Point number one, your position affects your perception. Your position will affect your perspective. Our perspective is how we see things, how we become aware and understand things, right? And so Bethany's physical position was such that she could not perceive or see the peanut butter. But my position was such that I could see it, right? And I think so many times when we can't see things in the Word of God, it's simply because of the position of our heart. And when we receive revelation, it's when God comes along beside us and says, let me just lift you up to my position right now. So we go, oh, now I see it. And revelation comes. This is good stuff. You ought to be taking notes. Okay, moving right along. So, 
You know, recently, my wife and I were walking down the promenade there at uh, ASU, and I want to show you a picture, slide number one, talking about how your, your perception affects, or your position affects your perception. We're walking down the middle of ASU, and I come across this sculpture, and I, I my gosh, it's the Star of David! Now, I know ASU has, uh, you know, the, the Catholic Student Center, they got the Baptist Student Center, they got the non, non-denominational Student Center, they got the Methodist, and I, they're reaching the Jews now at ASU. I was so excited. And so we continue to walk to the end of the promenade at the end of ASU, and we turn around, we come back, and I see slide number three. And as we're walking about, I thought, where's, where's the Star of David? My position had changed. That was like that all along, but my original position, I saw the Star of David. And when we came back, walking the other direction, this is what I saw. So truly, your position, your physical position will affect the way you see things. I'm looking this way, and I see things you don't see. And you're looking that way, and you see things that I don't see, right? So this is very simple, but this is very profound. Talking about position, we're talking about your physical position. Now I want to talk about the position of your heart. Back in... um, uh, 2004 to 2006, I was down in Wharton, Texas, uh, pastoring a church down there. But the whole time I was down there, I, I, I was sensing God speaking in my heart saying, go home. Meaning go, go back to St. Angelo, go home. And, you know, when God begins to speak to you about those things, you're like, okay, is that really what you want to do, God? You know, uh, hey, it's pretty good here, you know. And so uh, I thought, you know, I, I, should, uh, I should spend some time fasting and praying. And so I'm going to read uh, from my journal what I wrote. And so this is on January 24th, 2006. That was a Tuesday. You knew that, right? So um, I said, this is what I hope to get out of this fast, because I decided to fast to get clearer direction about my life. Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing right now? I really need clear direction, specific precise direction, Lord. So I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to skip on the peanut butter. So I began fasting. And I journaled it in here, um, the things that I ate and what was going through my mind. So day, day one goes by, nothing from God. Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Day two goes by, nothing from God. Day three, day four, nothing. Day five, Saturday morning, I began speaking. You know, in the Bible, the number five represents grace. On day five, he speaks to me. He says, it's not so much, because I want, I want you to tell me, God, now I've got a map right here, and I've got a calendar on my wall. Just tell me where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, like July 26th, go over to Tenango, Texas, or something like that. I wish it was that easy. He says, it's not so much where you are externally as much as where you are internally. I'm more interested in the attitude or position of your heart than your physical location. I can get you where you need to be externally, but I can't make you get to be where you need to be internally. God can open the doors for each one of us. The attitude, our attitude, the position of our heart is right. The attitude and position of our heart determine the altitude of our life, and the attitude or position of my heart opens doors of opportunity. God can get me into the place, into the position he has ordained for me to be. And if my attitude or the position of my heart is not right, 
I might as well be in the wrong place. It's the same difference. In other words, you can be in the position God has ordained for you to be in and yet not be in a position to be used or blessed by him. You can be in the right physical position, but wrong internal position. Does that make sense? So it's not so much this what I wrote here. Um, am I where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but is the attitude of the position of my heart right? Ooh, that's good stuff. So it wasn't the answer I was expecting to hear. God's like, you know, I'm not so much, I can get you where you need to be, but I need the position of your heart to be right, because as soon as it is, boom, I can get you there or I can get it to you. So our position whether it's a physical position or the position of our heart, will affect our perception. Point number two, our perception will affect our response. Our perception will affect our response. In the book 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16, 2 Kings 6, 16, there's a story about the king of Syria going out to attack the Israelites. However, the prophet Elijah, God would speak to him and warn the king of Israel so that he evaded capture all this time. Well, this frustrated the king of uh, Syria, and he wanted to know who was squealing. Who among us does not belong? And they said, well, it's the prophet Elijah God's speaking. And he's telling all your secrets. And so the king of Syria said, I'm going to go get this prophet. Where is he? He's in the city of Dothan. So he goes by night and shows up there with all of his horses, all of his men, all of his chariots. He surrounds the city. Well, the next morning, Elijah's young servant gets up, and he goes out to get some fresh air and stretch, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, we're surrounded. And he looks at Elijah and goes, what are, you can read this for yourself in the Bible. What are we going to do? You've never said that, right? When the hail breaks out the window in your truck, hits your roof, or COVID-19 hits and you're out of a job, what are we going to do now? heard an echo and the prophet Elijah he looks at the young man and he says hey don't be afraid see the position of this young man's heart was not correct it was not right he wasn't trusting in God however the prophet Elijah knew his God knew his his ways and he says don't be afraid there are more with us than there is with them Lord, open his eyes. And all of a sudden, God opens his eyes, and he looks around, he goes, oh, wow. Horses and chariots of fire all around the mountaintop. And so that day, God delivered Israel out of the the hand of, uh, of the king of Syria. So the perception that you have will affect your response. And his response is, what are we going to do now? It's like my daughter Bethany. I can't say that anymore. There is no peanut butter. What has your response been? What has the position of your heart been? I, I know your wheels and your gears are turning in your mind right now. I can hear it. Because if you're like me, your response hasn't always been the best. What are we going to do now? Remember one time, I came home years ago, and, and uh, my wife let me know that the, the, 
the plumbing was stopped up and the sewer was coming up through the toilet, coming up through the bathtubs, and it's coming up everywhere. There's an outlet into the house. It stank. And I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? Because, number one, we ain't got enough money, you know? Uh, we're not plumbers. We don't even know what the problem is. This is John Plunger technique. <laughs> and so I said, let's pray. Good response. So we prayed, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm a visual person. God showed me these shovels in our shed, and he said, do what you know to do. And that, that was the only word he gave me. Give me the name of a plumber, you know, something. <laughs> and it turns out that there was some kind of a stoppage in our sewage system. The, the, the tree or the roots had clogged it up. It was uh, old pipe and stuff in Santa Rita area. And so anyway, um, I, I looked at my wife and I said, well, God said do what we know to do. And he, he showed me a picture of the shovels in our shed, so I'm going to go get the shovels. So we got the shovels, we went up beside the house, and we started digging, and had only dug, you know, few feet or whatever, and all of a sudden this truck pulls up in front of our house that has this huge backhoe on the back of it. I said, hey, what are you? I knew the guy. I said, what are you doing? He said, God spoke to me and told me to come over here and help you. So it's important how we respond, but how we respond is based upon our perception, and our perception is based on the attitude or position of our heart. And if we know our God, those that know their God should do what? Mighty works, great works, right? Because we serve great and mighty God. Perception will, will affect response. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, around verse 17, Ephesians 1, 17. If you need revelation, because I'm sure that you do just like I do sometimes, there's a prayer that you can pray in there. It's called an epistle prayer. And it says, I pray that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who he is, and that he would open the eyes of your understanding that you may know something. But see, God wants us to see and he wants us to understand. He doesn't want us to be blind and deaf and stupid. Amen? He wants us to have a proper perception so that we can have a proper response. Instead of going... What are we going to do now? You've never done that, right? What are we going to do now? So you can pray a prayer for yourself. Say, God, I pray that you give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are. Open the eyes of my understanding that I may know the things that you want me to know. And so perception will affect your response you need to get this. Your response will affect the results that you get. Now, my wife and I, we could have wrung our hands about the, the plumbing. and go, oh, We're just going to have to save my money. I don't, we'll go over to my parents' house and live there for a while. <laughs> don't want to do that. Um, you know, I love my parents, but, you know, if you've ever had to live with your parents it's, uh, after you're married, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. So, uh, you know, we could have responded that way. But instead, we, we, we freaked out a little bit, you know, felt the sweat. Hey, let's pray. Proper response. Let's God face. And so the results were good. In the book of Numbers, chapter 13 and chapter 14, Numbers 13 and 14, we're going to see how a response will affect the results. Now, Moses was leading the Israelites 
out of, the, out of Egypt and was supposed to take him to the promised land. And so God speaks to him and says, send some spies into the promised land, the land that I've given you. I'm going to go before you. It's yours. You just got to go take it. And Moses sends these spies out. They have one job and one job only. Go out, search out the land. For what reason? To see the inhabitants there, to see what way we can go up, see how we can overtake them, how we can overthrow the inhabitants, how we can possess this land. However, 10 of the spies, you know the story, they came back and they said, yeah, it's just like you said, man, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. However, there's giants in the land, we can't do it. It's just, it's impossible. What are we going to do now? Well, they died (laughs) from a plague right there in front of God. Because if you read in Hebrews chapter 3, you might want to write this down. Hebrews chapter 3, go back and read it. They're recounting this story that happened in Numbers chapter 13. And God said about those people, those ten spies and the people that listened to them and were influenced by them. He said, they always err in their heart. They have an evil heart of unbelief. The position of their heart was wrong, so their perception was wrong. Kind of like those salesmen that went into the Congress and said, we can't sell shoes there. They said, we can't take the land. We can't do it. What are we going to do now? However, Joshua and Caleb, it says that they had another spirit. And Joshua, Caleb, stilled the people and said, whoa, 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 hey, hey, calm down. We are well able to go in and take the land. The position of the heart towards God was correct. It was right. And so their response was correct. And the result was this. They were the only two that were able, out of the entire generation, to go into the promised land 40 years later. So your position, the position of your heart, the position of your body, affects the way you see things, your perception. And your perception will affect your response. Out of the abundance of your heart, heart your mouth will speak. Have you been going, well, what's the government going to do now? We're under COVID-19 lockdown. I lost my job. Hailstorm just tore up the house. I'm hitting a nerve. <laughs> what are we going to do now? We have to be careful of our response. We need to look towards the Word of God. And so if you need to adjust the position or the attitude of your heart, what I recommend and suggest, this is what I do. You know, my wife throws my Bible at me and says, get in your closet and don't come out until you get civil. Or you take yourself in there and you open up the book of Psalms and begin reading the Psalms and begin praising God and worshiping God. Even if you don't feel like it, open your mouth and say, God, I thank you that you're almighty, that you do good things, you're a good God. You deliver these people out of bondage. You, you gave them water in the wilderness. God, you, you sent that guy over to fix our, our house, the sewer and the plumbing. And you just begin recounting to God his goodness and his ways and begin to praise him. And the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And he will show up on your behalf. He will show up strong and he will do mighty things. That's right, he will do mighty things. On your behalf, because he loves you. We just need to make sure, just like he told me in here, Daniel, I can get you wherever you need to go, but you're going to have to deal with the attitude and the position of your heart. And as soon as you do, lickety-split, boom. I can't tell you how many times I've had to make a heart adjustment 
And it's not that difficult. Sometimes you've got to slap yourself around, you know. Say, hey, we ain't talking like that. We're not going to act like that. Don't I do that sometimes? <laughs> Come on, woman, we're going to praise God. I don't feel like it. I don't care. Come on, let's do it. Begin to praise God. Make the adjustment in my heart. Let my responses, God, even though my brains, my knees are going like, I don't know where I'm the money. I don't know what we're going to do. Shut up. Hallelujah. Begin to praise God and worship him so that my attitude is right, so that my response is right, so that I get the results that I am looking for. Remember the metaphor? You're in here, that's right. A lot of us, we're looking for things. Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing right now? How am I going to get this fixed? How am I going to get my job back? We're looking for things. And sometimes our wide eyes are wide open, and we can't see the peanut butter that's right there in front of us. Simply because we have to change the position of our heart so that our response to God becomes correct, so that he can move on our behalf and we get the right results. Amen? I'll close with this story. You know, I like to draw pictures in my notes. Uh, every time we come to church, I draw pictures because I'm a visual person. And so I drew this picture when Pastor Dave was preaching last week when he's talking about perception is everything. So, what, And I knew we were going to talk about how to see the peanut butter. And I drew this picture of this windshield with the little rear view mirror and the side mirrors. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm driving, we're going down the road, two lanes, three lanes, whatever it is. And I've had a CDL, class, uh, um, yeah, driver's license, Class A since 1988. I have a pretty good driving record. I try to be careful, behave myself on the road. Now, it doesn't mean I don't talk to other people, but I try to behave myself. And um, so when I'm driving down the road, my position is I'm in the driver's seat. My wife's sitting over here and will be behind a slow car, and she'll go, come on, get around them, go around them. Well, she doesn't see what I see. I'm looking through the the window, but I'm looking in the rearview mirror, I see the semi coming on this side, right? And she's like, come on, do it! And I'm like, hey, calm down, I'm driving. And all of a sudden, you know, there goes the semi. That happens over and over again, so we've learned to live with each other. But the point that I'm trying to make is that my position affords me a certain perspective, Right? Just like your position affords you a certain perspective. And we have to be careful sometimes, the position of our heart, so that our perspective is correct, so that we have the right response and we get the right results. Amen? Did you get anything out of this this morning? Now, I know your mouth was watering and you're all thinking, man, we're having peanut butter for lunch today. So right now we're going to stand up and I'm going to pray over you. Because there's people in here today, myself included, that are believing for things. I'm believing God for the right appraisers and adjusters to show up for the car and for the roof, <laughs> you know. Um, some of you are believing for your jobs back. You're believing for finances. You're believing for food. You're believing for healing, things like that. But I want to encourage you. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians that sometimes we have to examine our hearts examine ourselves to make sure that we're in the faith or not. Sometimes we 
we haven't had the proper position in our heart that we begin to blame the government or blame the president or blame the governor or blame this person or blame our boss. Or, and it's not a blame game. Sometimes, you know, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you need to do some things. Number one, you need to deny yourself. I looked that up in the Greek one. You know what it means? It means they, no, say no to yourself. You know the piece? No. You want to act that way? No. You got to deny yourself sometimes. Now, you may want to say things that you're thinking towards the government or your boss or whoever. But you've got to make sure that the position of your heart, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. God says in the Psalms and Proverbs, son, give me your heart. God is so concerned about your heart because if your heart is right with him, he can get you where you need to be. He can get wherever he needs to get to you, to you. Whether it's money, whether it's a tow truck, whether it's a, an adjuster, whatever, a job, whatever it may be, your healing he can do it. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning, and there's all kinds of prayer needs out here today. God, I don't see their hearts. I can't see their hearts, but you can. And you hear the heart cry from this room today. God, I pray that you give each one of them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are. Reveal yourself to each one of them in a greater measure here today. God, open the eyes of their understanding that they may know the things that you've provided for them, that they may know the hope of your calling. They may know what a good God you are. God, help us, each one of us, to adjust the position, the attitude of our heart so that we always have the right response and get the right results. We praise you. We love you, Father God. We thank you for hearing our cry and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen.